leadership in cybersecurity isn't just about understanding threats. It's about leading a team to navigate them with confidence. At CPF Coaching LLC, we specialize in taking your leadership skills to the next level. With over 15 years in the cybersecurity field, we empower professionals and startups to reach unprecedented heights. Imagine having a personalized coaching experience tailored to your unique career ambitions. From strategic planning to masterful pitch and interview preparations, we're here to guide you through every challenge. Join us for our unique value proposition workshops or dive into our vibrant learning community for continuous skill advancement. Don't just be a part of the industry. Redefine it. Visit cpfcoaching.com for more information. Discover the leader within. Contact CPF Coaching LLC today and schedule your strategic session. Hey, security peeps. It's Renee Small here at the fabulous Breaking Into Cybersecurity podcast webinar series. I'm here with my fabulous co-host, Chris Folon. Chris, say hi to the peeps. Hey, everyone. And the awesome, amazing, wonderful Alex Price of Jazz Network. Say hi to everyone, Alex. Howdy, security peeps. Yes. So we are super excited to have Alex here. Alex is the man about town with the fabulous events in the D.C. metro area. And you probably will take those on the road. I don't know. But we're getting sprawled out here in D.C. with mm -hmm. Alex and Jazz Networks and all that good stuff. So I will just jump right in and have Alex introduce himself, share what made you break into security. I heard a little bit earlier about you doing this from way back in high school. So talk to us about what made you break into the field. Breaking into cybersecurity. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a fun little history. I actually mapped it out here just so I could follow all the steps uh, in my mind along today. So just a little bit about me. I'm uh, just turned 38 last week actually. And I've been in IT pretty much since I got out of college, which was around 2004, because it took me a little bit longer as I'm going to go through the uh, route that I got here. But, you know, um, it's, it's, been a, it's been a ton of fun uh, kind of learning about IT and cybersecurity over the years, you know, dating all the way back to when I was a small child. I loved engineering and Legos and building things. And we had computers at a very early on uh, stage in my family and the, uh, and the earth. Um, you know, I think the uh, one of the, the guiding lights in my life has been my mother. And so my mother's been a huge impact on me in my IT uh, life and, and career. And, and so as kind of examples of that, um, when I was about 15, 16, my parents got divorced. And so my mother raised my family basically by herself at that point. I went off to college when I was 18, 19 years old. I had three sisters. I never really had, you know, brothers or anything like that. So what did I do? I went and joined a fraternity immediately, you know, blow off some steam first. Uh, so the, um, the, the tenure at VCU down in Richmond, Virginia was short, but fun. And I was having way too much fun, uh, down there. Um, really kind of wasting away, but having, you know, good life experiences, good bonding and things like that. And, and then, you know, when my time came to an end, my mother literally grabbed me by the ear and dragged me back home because she knew that if I continued on living down there, I might not turn into, uh, you know, the IT professional that I am today. So again, uh, because she came in and, and kind of steered me in the right direction, I then went to uh, Nova, right, and kind of got my back or the associate's degree there and then transferred over to George Mason. And and by the time I went to George Mason, I was having a ton of fun actually taking classes that I was interested in the business of finance, you know, the accounting, the marketing, business management, stuff like that. And came out of George Mason when I was about, I guess, 23 or 24. And I had a couple of interviews right out of the gates, right? So uh, the first two were Calusa Investments for anybody that knows, uh, lives in the DC area in 2005 to 2000, 
seven. There was a big uh, mortgage refinancing uh, kind of thing was going on back then. So I went to Calusa. Somebody asked me to sell them a pen. Uh, I uh, (laughs) unsatisfactorily did that. So I did not get a job doing mortgage refinancing. I then then got an interview at Aaron Rents Furniture. And I also apparently could not sell uh, furniture because I did not get a job there. But then I was very lucky to be part of the very first inside sales team at a uh, company called VSGI in Tyson's Corner. And so for the next 12 years, I kind of stayed in the collaboration space. And so VSGI, um, yeah, I was there for about a year and a half. I was selling a lot of uh, technology by a company called Tamberg, which is out of Norway. Really, really bright engineers, really awesome technology. And so um, essentially I got kind of recruited away from VSGI, although the, the kind of fun part of that story is that I closed on a townhouse and because Tamberg wouldn't interview me because I was at a partner of, uh, uh, of theirs. I had to quit my job before I could even go and interview at, at Tamberg. So the day after I closed on a small townhouse that I was sharing with two other bachelors, um, I went in and turned my two weeks notice in and my, and my boss said, are you insane? <laughs> we know everybody just celebrated you buying a house yesterday. And uh, I said, you know, I've, I've got to do this thing uh, because I have a, you know, kind of some career goals in mind and, you know, two and a half weeks later, after I was able to do so, I went and actually drove down to Richmond, Virginia to go to an airport to interview for my first job with a gentleman named Dave Rumler, who has also been a huge uh, impact on my life. So spent a few years at Tamburg, uh, about three years, had a lot of fun getting to know uh, kind of the D.C. market, uh, working on the commercial side of uh, say, Tamburg, got acquired by Cisco. So I went from a, you know, probably 200 person company at PSGI. Uh, to Tamburg, which is about 1,400, to all of a sudden being part of a company that was 65,000, right? I was like, wow, uh, massive, massive company. So, um, you know, I had a lot of fun there. I met some really awesome people. And it was kind of funny because uh, some rumors started circulating that the band might be getting back together. And so a lot of the old kind of Tamburg engineers and some of the top people in the UK and in Oslo decided to start. There's quite a few companies that came out of it, but the one that I was interested in was a company called Econo. So uh, three years into my Cisco I went over to Econo. We were selling collaboration solutions, uh, kind of the universal translator of sorts of, of UC bridges. And then we were developing something that ended up become uh, the Cisco Sparkboard slash WebEx board. And we did, had a ton of fun ground floor. You know, we had no sales when I started. One of the first three people here in the US doing sales and marketing and channels and everything, which is a lot of fun when you get to carry a lot of hats, but it's a lot of work, a lot of uh, roller coaster, you know, ups and downs when it comes to that. And three years after, Econo launched, we got acquired by Cisco again. So now I'm back at Cisco for the second time, working with a lot of the same people, you know, uh, great organization, super fun. I'm running all over the U.S. because they had me in charge of a new product launch. And, uh, you know, I start hearing rumors that, oh, you know, some of these same geniuses and the same executive talents and, you know, a lot of the, the team that I've known for 12 years at that point is now looking at a new industry, right, all together, and they want to take some of the talent and some of the new innovative ideas that they've done to disrupt things in the past over to uh, Jazz Networks. And so uh, I guess maybe two years into the second time at Cisco, um, I jumped to come over here to Jazz Networks and go into cybersecurity, which, you know, so I've been doing it for about a year and a half now. It's been super fun. For me, you know, when I kind of looked at my career, I wanted to have, you know, I had a kind of a 10, 12-year chunk in collaboration, right? And then I, you know, I want to set my sights on the next ten years of what Alex Price wants to do. And so, cybersecurity seemed like an excellent field to do. You know, obviously, up and coming, a growing market. You know, there's a there's it, it's saturated with a lot of vendors, right? But there's you know, I think opportunity there 
to, to grow a, a big company and, and, you know, for me personally, just to learn a whole new field. So it's been really kind of fun doing that for the last 18 months. So that's kind of how I got the jazz. Did you so, back at Cisco? What's that? <laughs> Are you going to end up back at Cisco? <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know where we go. I, I think that the, um, the management team here is uh, acquisition averse, right? And we get this, you know, everybody asks me that question, right? And so, you know, we've, we've done it a few times before now. And I think that the the idea of what we're trying to build at Jazz is 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 actually bigger than what than just cybersecurity. And we're working on some things that actually bring physical security into the cyber world because we think that if you're ever really gonna, you know, kind of focus on the human element of cyber, which is what we do, um, you need to understand where people physically are, right, and then where they actually are on on the you know electronic devices and on the network and stuff like that too. So, yeah. how is a conversion from collaboration to cybersecurity? Uh, it's a learning experience. And so it's funny, you know, the, the reason I know the two of you, right, is that I just suck down information and I'm, uh, I'm pretty, you know, vocal out on the internet when it comes to LinkedIn and Twitter. And, and, you know, it's almost, I would actually say it probably is an addiction where before I, you know, really get out of bed and the last thing I do is I go and I just read as much as I possibly can. And so, you know, I've been kind of sucking from the fire hose as much as possible. And I think, you know, when you go into to meetings and kind of have to be in front of people presenting on these topics, right, you very quickly learn that if you're not well prepared for it, it's not going to be a very fun meeting and uh, opportunity to go and talk to people. So you want to improve yourself, right? And it drives you to learn even more. And, you know, it's it's a little bit of trial by fire, but I definitely I feel like I'm way further ahead now than, than I was in the past. And I did have a little bit of security um, at Cisco, I was selling a lot of the stuff they had. So network, firewalls, security, uh, you know, collaboration solutions, Wi-Fi, all that stuff. So I did have a little bit of background, but this is really the first time I've been all in. So. How do you, um, outside of drinking from the fire hose, like do you have specific resources? Do you have specific things that you do that um, someone from a sales background like your yourself might be looking to catch up to speed um, and your recommendations for them? Yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of the stuff that you can find on LinkedIn and Twitter, right? Where the, the different groups and, and, and meetup groups and things like that. There's, um, you know, I mean, there's, it's, it's amazing being in the DC area because I think I have an advantage over anybody else in the country, really. There's so much cybersecurity talent here. There's always something going on. So I like the meetup groups. I like the things like B-Science, right? Uh, you know, I've been out to RSA. I didn't get to get a black hat this year. Um, or, or, yeah, Hacker Summer Camp, as they call it. So next year, I have my eyes on it uh, and being there next year. But, you know, I, I think just getting out and, and, and meeting people and talking to people is a huge part of this, too, right? And so if you kind of think as a salesperson, 12 years in the same industry, I had this, you know, great network of kind of UC-focused, collaboration-focused people. And now you go into cyber, and, and there's definitely some friends that have helped me along the way and, and organizations that have welcomed me back in for a a lot of it, I still had to kind of build this entire new network, right, and, and get to know people very, very quickly if I want to be, you know, effective at what I do. So. I want to make the point that you talked about having the experience that you have and how it's translated over, because especially mm -hmm. people who are mid-career, they tend to always try to look at breaking into cyber from a different, from going all the way back down to zero, right? Mm -hmm. So you had this 10 to 12 year career in collaboration. Um, you built this amazing network so that when it was time, you know, when you came over from, from the first company, went to Cisco, left, came back again, like people that obviously had a reputation of doing a great job because they 
kept wanting to bring you back and join those teams, right? <laughs> so, you know, a couple of things come to mind when I talk to people because from a career coaching standpoint and a recruiting standpoint, people always ask these types of things. They ask about certifications. They ask about, you know, they want to throw away the baby with the bathwater, so to speak. They want to throw everything that they have away and then yeah. start at the bottom. And so it's so refreshing to hear from people like you and some of the other folks um, that we've had on who've taken the experience that they've had, the networks that they've had, broken into security that way, didn't have to take 17 steps down, you know, yeah. salary cut in half and all that to break into the industry. So I just want to highlight that because people tend to, they ask like, okay, what certification should I get? And what should I do now? And, you know, I'm already a director over here. I'm making all this money. You know, I'm doing all this thing. And, like you can transition you might take one step back, but you don't have to go all the way to like network A plus certifications, yeah, no. you know, like all the way down the rabbit hole. So just want to. Yeah, it's been kind of fun. So, I mean, one of the first things I did when I first started here, too, was just get an understanding of who I knew that was in cybersecurity. And I'll tell you what, there's a lot of those network people, even some of the UC people that had transitioned, you know, around the same, same kind of timelines as I had, or maybe a few years before then, right? And, you know, it, it, it can definitely be done, right? And I think you got to take your steps into it. And obviously, you know, if you are sucking down that information, right, and you can go in and articulate, you know, a lot of those kind of basic concepts, you're going to get the opportunity. So, yeah. And I would also have to say that you have the, those similar um, auxiliary support industries for cybersecurity like you do for the other industries, and sales is one of them. So having that sales background automatically gives you a leg up for going into um, cybersecurity sales. Now you just need to um, brush up on the technical knowledge or um, drink from the fire hose for the technical knowledge to, to get yourself there to where you're comfortable. Um, mm -hmm. So for someone coming from the UC environment, how much time do you think it took you to where you're comfortable talking to the same caliber of individuals that you were at the UC level. They, they call it fake it till you make it. Is that the, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm still learning. Right. And there's going to be opportunities, right. That I'm not going to know what they're going to, what they're asking about or, or mm -hmm. how to address it. Right. And I think, you know, something that's served me ever since I worked at VSGI, you know, 13, 14 years ago is that if you don't know the answer, you know, don't make up an answer. Right. So let me get back to you on this particular scenario. I need to understand a little bit better. You know, I'm going to have an engineer take a look at it, and we'll give you the right answer. It might take a little bit longer than just you know, kind of a snap uh, response. But you know, people respect that, right? And I think they understand if you are kind of transitioning over, if you're you know, a younger person like me, I'm only 38, so don't have you know, 30 years of IT experience. Um, you know, they'd rather get the right answer than make you know, you say something incorrect and make a mistake later on. So, yeah. And I'm lucky. I also should give a shout out. I have um, I work with an engineer named Ron Coe, who used to run director. He was the director of IT at a really large law firm, which is when I first met him at Tamburg. And so he has kind of a, a very diverse skill set, um, you know, kind of having to understand everything. And so he's been with me since Econo, directly working with me. And, you know, if I can't answer the question, which, yeah, I'm the glamorous salesperson, right? Ron is always right there and, you know, kind of carries a lot of the conversation in a, in a very thought out and deliberate manner. Yeah. So when you, you talked about going back to school, so BCU, then back yeah. to Nova, 
have you done any formal, like with that drinking from the high fire hose aspect, has there been any formal education um, that you have to do, take any certifications, anything like that? Or has it just been mostly um, research and online and self directed yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I wish I could say I have some certs and I'm sure it's something that I'll tackle as soon as I get kind of out of this crazy right at the beginning of the startup phase. Um, but really, you know, just because I'm so kind of immersed in it and I'm, you know, going to these conferences all the time and, you know, at at the conferences, there's a lot of downtime, at least for the, uh, you know, kind of the the partner vendors and the the salespeople like me. Yeah. There's a lot of opportunity on those downtimes when the sessions are in session to go into the session, sit in the back of the room and, and hear some amazing people speak. Right. And you're getting, you know, you're, you're paid to go to these things. You know, don't just tap away in the back of the room and, and be on your computer, not learning, use that as an opportunity. I mean, I've, I've seen the CIO of the entire defense department come up and speak with all of the you know generals that run all the, the various, um, you know, air force Marines and all those people. How often would I get to see and hear them? Yeah. If they're there, let's, uh, let's learn. I think that's a valuable point to take advantage of the opportunities that you have. All too often, I think people get caught up in the day-to-day and they they don't get to step back and realize where they are and take advantage of that. Um, For example, I know a lot of people that go to summer camp, but they're so involved in running the show that Mm -hmm. um, they don't step away and go take advantage of the, the individuals that are there, the network that they have that's there, um, to learn from them and grow from them w- when they have time. Yeah, use the opportunity. <laughs> um, from a uh, growing and mentor um, perspective, you mentioned that you had a lot of people that were in the UC space mm-hmm. uh, as well as a lot of others. How valuable do you think that was in your transition and your growing? Um, you know, I think there was quite a few people at Cisco that I met. Um, I, can, I just saw one last night, a gentleman named Nick Hoffman, right, who had transitioned also into cybersecurity. And so really the first two or three weeks, right, I didn't want to go in and go and call all my top old customers, right, and go and see them, right, until I knew what I was talking about. But it was really, it was friends and family time, right? Uh, let me go present this. What do you, what are the holes in the solution? What are the holes in the pitch? How do you think I can refine this better? Um, and so I did a whole lot of that. The uh, you know, Ronald laugh, but I mean, we were meeting in coffee shops. I did a presentation in somebody's living room while the kids were walking by, you know, or at bars, any opportunity I could to kind of go and, and kind of, you know, better the pitch as it were, right. And get a better understanding of cybersecurity I was doing. And so there's a lot of people that were super helpful to me in those early stages. Right. And, you know, again, hotbed of cybersecurity. It's amazing how many people that I've known through the years, just neighbors, literally neighbors, three doors down who, you know, would invite me in to kind of, get an understanding of what we do and how we, how they can help. So. I just want to, again, talk about the network because you keep bringing it up that people, they go outside, they look all over the place um, to Chris's point, And then the network that's right there in front of you, you may have people that are either in the industry in parallel industries, like one step away, not six degrees away of separation. It's like one degree away of separation yep. could be a way to break in. And so yeah. we always kind of like go back to, okay, you utilizing a network, getting to the people that are closest to you, um, either on Facebook or in school or neighbors physically close to you um, and utilizing that network. And then you also talked about the meetups and all the other places that you would go that you were physically meeting with people in person, you know, so mm-hmm. people who either A, knew you or new connections that you were making 
um, and interacting with and perfecting your pitch and perfecting your craft and, you know, learning how to get in front of people. Um, one of the challenges I did just, this is August. So in the beginning of July, I started the 31 and 31 challenge and I wanted people to do a little selfie video of themselves to mm -hmm. promote themselves so I can help promote them with my network, Chris's network, all of our networks, see if they get opportunities. And one of the biggest struggles, and it, it was a lot of US people, international people were sending me videos like crazy. And you know, I wanna help international folks too, but our network is mostly US. So we're trying to help the US folks and everyone was like so nervous to get up there and for one minute, talk about why they would be a good fit for a company. Yeah. So, you know, you talking about, you, you bring up such a good point. Like you're a seasoned salesperson, you've done this for 12 years, and you still, because it was a new industry, something new, had to get up, get out in front of people and practice and hone what you needed to say, poke holes in it, hone it, practice it a bunch of times before you felt comfortable. And yep. so it's just another lesson. It's another piece of a nugget that for folks who are looking to break in. Um, I forget the young lady that was on the show who talked about, you know, she did like 35 interviews. And by wow. the time she got to the one where she said I was cool as a cucumber, why was she cool as a cucumber? She practiced 35 times. You know, she's, she knows every question. She knows every, and she's heard it all already, you know? Um, so it's just an, another point. When we talk about, when we talk about breaking in, these are the challenges that people face and some of the things that we continue to get. Chris and I cons consistently are still getting, we've almost been at a year in this, um, doing these um, webinars webinars and podcast series mm -hmm. and we still get these same types of questions and people are just so nervous and scared and so what would you I mean this is what you've been doing so what would you what kind of advice would you give them folks that are um, that are like struggling to yeah uh, I think um, I, I think one of the things that I, I was ahead of the curve a little bit but now I'm kind of along with yeah the wave I guess is that in 2006 or 2007, we had like a sales training where they said, you know, there's this platform LinkedIn that <laughs> you can connect with people, right? And you don't even necessarily need to live in the same area, but you can message, you kind of, it gives you updates. It's like Facebook for LinkedIn, right? And I already really like Facebook. So, uh, <laughs> so I started doing that. And, and, you know, once you kind of, you get past the scary, you know, part of sending the, the connection request and, you know, to think, yeah. are they really going to like me? You know, is, is this person going to do that? Yeah, you know, for the most part, people are going to accept it, right? And, and so by the time I got to jazz, it was very simple for me to understand who my network, who that I knew was in cybersecurity. Cause I just typed in cybersecurity first, you know, um, first uh, series of connections. And I had literally probably 125 contacts, <laughs> you know, at least mm -hmm. that I just then went through and said, Oh, you know, would you mind if I practice with you? Can you see this pitch? Can I get your advice on this? Right. And there's so many people that are, that'll be, you know, open to, to, to doing stuff like that for you. And, you know, it's something that's now helped me my entire career, right? Because it's, yeah, everybody's kind of going in different directions. And it, it, you know, I saw somebody actually, I think the uh, CISO of Bank of America posted something that I was just read yesterday where it's, it's his, you know, corporate address book, right? For his interactions with the business world. It's the fastest way for me to find somebody and, and has a expertise in any real area. So. So, so that's the practicing, but how would you give recommendations for them to develop their elevator pitch, their narrative of their career and where they want to go? Because I think that's what a lot of people are lacking. They don't know how to create that elevator pitch and that narrative of their, their career. Well, I mean, 
that's one of my biggest ones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think we've all got to be storytellers in one way or another, right? And people enjoy hearing a, a story, especially if you're able to mix in a little bit of humor and self-deprecation and, um, you know, it, it's life, right? Everybody lives these lives and we just all need to relate to each other in one way, you know, shape or form. And, you know, plot it out like I did today so that I had an understanding of where I wanted to go because in the in the heat of it, right, you might not remember every step unless it is kind of already plotted out. So, yeah, prior planning prevents piss poor performance, right? Yeah, <laughs> at least a little bit of it. So. Good point. Yeah. Well, Chris, I know you typically ask that last question, which I, I think I, little, I took a little bit of it away, but go for it. Uh, that, no, that, that's fine. Um, so in addition to what you've covered today, is if you had to give one piece of sage advice to um, uh, the fellow sales professional following your journey into cybersecurity, what would that be? Ask for help. It's probably it. Because I think most people give it if you just ask very nicely, right? And, you know, to the people that are out there, I'm, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, Alex Price. You can find me on Twitter, Alex at Jazz. I'm always looking to help people that that need help. There was a gentleman that came to our, um, we did a, a brewery event at Solace Brewery, awesome brewery in Sterling, Virginia. And there was a gentleman who actually is uh, trying to get, uh, he's moving from being a Fairfax County uh, public schools teacher and now is trying to break in cybersecurity. And so I told him, hey, come into this event. There's going to be a bunch of IT and, and cybersecurity leaders there. I'll introduce you to other folks that are here. You know, I don't want anything out of that. I just want to, you know, somebody who's going to be moving forward in his life potentially. They look back and I was a part of it. That's awesome. So. Wait, you were in Sterling? What was this? I was right around the corner. Yeah. Just <laughs> it out. I gotta make sure I make sure I pay attention to those Alex Price emails more more frequently. <laughs> uh, that's a great brewery. I, I got to go to one of the events. Um, last you were winter. there? No, no, last winter. I went to <laughs> I Chris, Chris that's on the VIP list. He's uh he shows up. What's yeah. up with that? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Alex, thank you so much for um, coming on, telling your story. I know we've been trying to get you on here for a long time. Like I said before, you're doing some amazing things at Jazz Networks, and we know we will have you on again. And thank you so much for sharing with everyone how you broke into cyber. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh, I appreciate it because you guys both you didn't know me, you know, a year ago, and it's it's been fun getting to know you from afar and, and meet you in person here, here and there. So. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks, Chris. Take care. Thanks, everyone. Have Thank a good weekend. Bye. In the rapidly evolving world of cybersecurity, your business needs a guide that's as dynamic as the threats you face. CPF Coaching LLC delivers unparalleled expertise to elevate your cybersecurity startup or business with a decade and a half of specialized experience. We're not just advisors, we're your strategic partners in growth and risk mitigation. Our tailored advisory services range from immediate hourly guidance to comprehensive three or six month packages, all supported with encrypted messaging for real-time assistance. For more information, cpfcoaching.com is your destination. Forge a path to success and distinction in the cybersecurity landscape. Connect with CPF Coaching LLC today and secure your business's future.